2: What is up, everybody? Welcome. Another edition of Drive for Show, DFS for Dough is upon us here on Roto Grinders and live on our YouTube channel. Uh, appreciate you checking us out, whether you are doing it live or watching it after the fact on our podcast feed. Uh, if you're watching us live on YouTube, give us the uh, thumbs up and uh, like and subscribe. We appreciate that very much. Helps out those old algorithms there on uh, on YouTube. So I am Justin Van Zuden. As usual, we'll be hosting the show with my good buddy, Derek Farnsworth, a.k.a. Notorious, alongside Nodo. How was Ryder Cup week for you, and how you been?
1: Yeah, Ryder Cup, man. Uh, week unlike any other. Uh, so much fun. It's finally uh, good to see the U.S. win, obviously. Uh, but my favorite part, uh, celebrations. I mean, yeah, JT and Burger drinking beers from the fans and the crowd. I thought was awesome. I mean, I've never seen anybody get as excited as JT um, after he chugged a beer. Although uh, his beard-chugging skills aren't great. I mean, he threw that down, and there was three-quarters of that beard left. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was awesome seeing uh, USA win. Everyone got along. Um, everyone was worried about the chemistry. But when you win, um, that kind of, you know, solves those things. So, um, do you know if the Ryder Cups next year, are they just going to do every two years from here on out?
2: Yeah, I think, I, I think they're going to go back to doing it in uh, even years. So, right now, I think it's still 2022 – um oh no never mind now italy autumn of 2023 okay um that's interesting i don't know if they're gonna try to get that back on track i mean then the president's cup was thrown off too so uh i don't know but italy seems like it's been pushed to 2023
1: had such a great time watching uh texted all my guy friends and said hey we're going to the next one um and then i couldn't figure out when it was so uh, (laughs) (laughs) i gotta start planning already
2: For sure. Well, uh, it should be a lot of fun anyway, whenever it happens to take place again here in the States. Um, but uh, it was, uh, it was a runaway freight train there for the U S and uh, pretty much never in doubt uh, did put in our little betting preview last week uh, to bet the U uh, S to lead after all three days. So that was, uh, it was like plus plus one eighty odds. So that worked out pretty good. Uh, didn't do much on the DFS side last week, but uh, it was, uh, it's always fun to, uh, to follow that. So, uh, that, uh, that leads us into a tournament that used to be held alongside the Ryder Cup with the Sanderson Farms Championship. Uh, for, for years, it was held alongside like a WGC event, then it was held alongside the Ryder Cup. Finally got its own standalone place on the PGA Tour schedule uh, last year, uh, so we see maybe a little bit of a stronger field. Of course, the uh, Fortinet Championship was the first event of the fall swing Uh, before the Ryder Cup and uh, only Sergio Garcia I think participating of all the Ryder Cup players and that's because he's the defending champion so uh, what do you make of uh, of the field here this week and uh, any comments back from the uh, tournament two weeks ago which feels like uh, forever ago now
1: yeah that does feel like forever ago I don't even remember uh, what happened really Uh, who ended up winning it
2: yeah, I don't remember either, and that's, uh, it was, oh, it was Max Homa beating out Maverick McNeely there on Sunday.
1: Yeah, that's right, yeah, McNeely, um, he had a shot there, and he doubled or tripled, like 17, and then eagled 18, um, which was kind of crazy, but uh, yeah, this week, uh, not the best field for sure, but hey, we get uh, DFS, we get the the shot tracker, the full four-day uh, sweat, and we get a cut as well, so uh, I'm excited for it, um, you know, some of those, uh, you know, off, you Know or off normal events like the Ryder Cup, they're just hard to sweat from a DFS perspective. So, I'm excited for this week. Uh, the club, uh, there's the courses Country Club of Jackson, it's a par 72, 7,400 yards. Um, historically, the fairways here are pretty tough to hit, and it is tree tree-lined, but um, it doesn't really matter all that much. The greens are going to get peppered, I think, uh, over the last five years, it's uh, over 70% green regulation. Uh, So even if you're missing these fairways, it's not a big deal. Uh, I kind of lean towards distance over accuracy. If you are going one of those two routes, uh, there's going to be a lot of wedges hit um, between 100 125 and 125 to 150. And uh, you're going to have to go low each of the last four winners, at least uh, 18 under par. And yeah, I mean, I'm not really looking too heavy into course fit. And we've seen some of the shorter guys like Zach Johnson play well here. We've seen some of the bombers, uh, Cam Champ and then Sergio. Uh, we've seen good putters, bad putters. So I don't really know if you need to do, you know, anything specific for course type. Uh, do you see it differently?
2: No, I mean, yeah, it just kind of comes down to who gets hot because there's birdies out there and there's not a lot of trouble. Like that's the issue with some of these courses. You, you think of the uh, – that course, that silly course they used for that tournament in Texas. Uh, I can't remember. Trinity Forest. Trinity, yeah. Where, I mean, there's just like – there's no trouble – and it's just going to come down to who can make the most 12 footers. And it, it makes it a little bit hard to handicap um, just because it's you know somewhat of a matter of who gets hot. Uh, I guess from that angle, from a DFS perspective, don't be afraid to go against some chalk uh, and go, you know, with some kind of off the, off the wall plays a little bit uh, to, to round out your lineups because, you know, it, it's just the type of tournament that, that we see. And these are the events where, you know, you could look back on it on Sunday and say, Oh, this guy won like before, before Garcia, like Sebastian Munoz won before he kind of became more household of a name than he is now. Cameron champ. It was like his breakthrough victory. And before that was Ryan armor, Cody Gribble, Peter Malnati and Nick Taylor. I mean, those aren't exactly household names. Um, you know taking down this event so you know that's just my take as a guess don't be afraid to to take some some lower own
1: plays yeah I saw Cody Gribble back in the field I think it's the first time he's played in a couple of years so yeah he's um,
2: like uh, the bare minimum I think <laughs> if you're interested
1: and uh, this is also the tournament where we found out Sergio puts with his eyes closed um, that was news to everyone uh, last year and he ended up winning so yeah um, I don't really know what to do, but I do like the, the thought of fading some chalk, and I also like the thought of just building stars and scrubs lineups. And um, There's so many Corn trade Tour graduates in that 6K, low 7K range that uh, seem underpriced just how well they've been playing um, in the summer. So I like that, and I like kind of loading up on the top guys.
2: Yeah, I don't uh, mind that approach either, for sure, um, just because, you know, there's not a whole lot separating some of the weaker guys in this field from – was corn Ferry tour graduates. So uh, we'll go back to the well with some of those guys. And some of them, you might remember us talking about two weeks ago. Uh, and we'll talk about them again here tonight. So uh, as for the course, it's pretty long on the scorecard, but the ball, I mean, it's, it's generally hot down there. Uh, the ball will travel pretty good. Um, and so I think, you know, there's quite a few par fours that are shorter uh, and, and really distance isn't paramount here. If you look at some of the past you know, Malnati isn't long off the tee uh, and champ is. So it's like, you know, like you hit on different types of golfers can succeed here all about getting hot and making birdies. So what do you make of the course uh, outside of, you know, it kind of being a crap shoot as far as uh, just the general layout?
1: Yeah. Uh, you mentioned it 7,400 yards. It seems long, but um, there are four part fives and uh, like you mentioned uh, the ball will fly pretty far. And the fact that some of the, uh, the shorter guys off the tee, you know, have been able to contend and win here. I just don't think length is really uh, a must, but I don't think it hurts either. So, um, you're gonna be able to play all the rough. So either keep in the fairway and be short or just try to bomb it out there. And like you said, uh, make a lot of 12 to 15 footers cause uh, everyone's going to have them.
2: That is correct. Um, all right, let's go ahead and start digging in here. Uh, we've got 144 golfers in the field uh, as of the time we're taping this, I, I got to add the uh, Monday qualifiers into lineup HQ yet, but uh, otherwise we got uh, the other 140 all in there. So um, the top is interesting. Like it's a weak field. You got Sergio, who I mentioned, playing defending champ coming off the Ryder Cup. You know, he probably wouldn't be here otherwise. Uh, Sam Burns is the betting favorite. And you got Zalatoris, Im and Connors as your other options above 10K on DraftKings. And with this field getting so thin in a hurry, it feels like you got to try to spend up for one guy. Do you have a favorite?
1: Yeah, I think uh, my favorite's going to be Zala Torres. But um, my main line is probably going to have two of these guys. Uh, Like I said, I like the Stars and Scraps approach a little bit this week. And, uh, yeah, the 9Ks are fine. The 8Ks are fine. But um, I don't really think you need the balanced approach uh, because you're going to get a lot of guys in that 6Ks that make the cut I do think it's going to be one of the more volatile weeks. So I like Zalatoris. I mean, he's been playing well uh, after he withdrew from the open. He ended up uh, coming eighth the next time out, and then uh, T11 at the Fortinet. So he's at least in good form. I like that he's played the course before. Um, his biggest uh, weakness, I would say, is driving accuracy. And again, I don't think that really matters as much this week. So I like him. Um, Sungjae seems very safe. He's a guy that keeps it in the fairway. The Irons have been a lot better recently. He's a really good putter. And then Corey Connors, uh, I like him as well. Second place here in 2018. Uh, he's a much better putter on Bermuda. So if you do like to look at those splits, we know the ball striking is going to be there. A uh, guy that, uh very long off the tee, and he's pretty straight, too. So you get the total driving, you get the good irons. And then if you can just find a putter. And uh, Bermuda, obviously his best surface. So I like uh, those three. Don't know what to do with Sergio obviously he was in great form he played pretty well at the Ryder Cup but I gotta think he's gassed so uh, I'll probably be off of him he's gonna have some extra obligations in terms of the media since he's a defending champ as well and then Burns I mean he just him being the most expensive guy just doesn't feel right so I don't know if I can get to the to the field on him
2: I agree I just didn't uh, 11k for him is just I couldn't do it either. Like give me Zalatoris or, or him Connors always worries me in these tournaments where it's going to come down to who, who can make the most 12 to 15 footers. Like that's almost never going to be him. I don't care if he's on his best surface or not, but he's going to
1: be six to eight (laughs) footers and everyone else (laughs) is going to be 12. That's fair.
2: That's fair. Um, then that makes it even, he's got the same odds from six (laughs) to eight feet that everyone else has from 12 feet. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he's going to give himself plenty of opportunities. Hard to argue with that for sure. Um, I'm out on Garcia. I, I just, I don't see it. Um, I, I don't see him being, you know, hundred percent focused this week, but uh, that's probably, I mean, a lot of people are probably going to go along that same line of thinking. So maybe you get him at lower ownership, but uh, I think I'm out on him here. All right, let's move into the nine Ks. Uh, always a big fan of Mito Pereira I've played in pretty much every week. He's played on the PGA tour, uh, did have a good, third-place finish at the Fortnite Championship a couple weeks ago. And don't be fooled if you look at the player cards on DraftKings. They don't have that first fall swing tournament loaded on the player cards yet, so uh, just make sure you're not forgetting about that. But Mito did finish third in that event. Uh, however, he comes with a higher price tag now, up to 9900 on DK. Uh, we've got Keegan Bradley, Siwoo Kim, Cameron Tringali, Munoz, Varner. Again, guys that were generally – uh, in the seven or eight Ks that are in the nine Ks this week, and uh, that's why to me, you know, you just maybe want to start with one of the ten K guys. But uh, I do like Mito at ninety nine hundred. I think Varner at ninety two hundred will uh, will be somewhat popular after you know he was pretty popular at the the Fortnite Championship too um, a couple of weeks back. So, uh, your thoughts on the nine K range?
1: Yeah, I mean this is the range that uh, has burned me in the past. I mean Cam Davis has missed so many cuts. Varner. Uh, keegan bradley just all the guys that uh, i play on a weekly basis that never seem uh to work out for me so uh, i like the O call he will be pretty popular um, but you mentioned at the forum he's got three top sixes in his last five starts um, he hasn't played here before but i'm not worried about that he saw sergio win this event in his debut so i like him i like the guy at the very bottom of the range charlie hoffman um, he's actually second in my model this week so uh, for me that screams value he's going to be popular as well but um, man, I mean, he's a good total driver of the ball. Um, he's one of the better iron players. He's first in this field in birdie or better percentage. He's played here twice, T6, T23. It's hard for me to find anything bad to say about him. So um, he's one of those guys that I'll eat the, eat the chalk and just go overweight on him. The rest of the range, I don't have a strong take on. I mean, I can't play Seaboo at this price. Munoz feels a little bit overpriced. Warner has been playing well, but um anytime you expect him to continue to play well. Um, that's mm-hmm. kind of when he bites you. So yeah, I don't really have a strong take. It's a good course fit for Cam Davis, but he hasn't been great since he won. So yeah, I don't know. Do you have any other
2: Yeah, and I, I think Davis is a little bit overpriced too. I agree on Hoffman. Um, these are just the types of events where he tends to, you know, you get a birdie fest. Um, you know, he tends to to play well in these these types of tournaments, always plays well uh, in the south, it seems like a little bit too. And then, you know, if you sort last 50 rounds, first in total strokes gain, fifth in tee to green, third in ball striking, first in approach, uh, first in fantasy scoring. So uh, really the the, the short game has been the only thing that's been even just average over the last 50 rounds. So uh, I can see why Hoffman rates out really well in your model. Um, Yeah, I got no problem with him either. I hadn't scrolled down uh, to see him at 9K there on DraftKings when I was just reading off the list. So, yeah, he's probably my favorite in there too.
1: What about Tringale? I mean, 9,400, a guy that's always pretty popular. He's lost off the tee in nine of his last ten. I don't know if that's – we expect that to continue because for a while there he turned into a really good driver of the ball, but that's kind of scaring me on a course like this. Yeah,
2: and I think I'm just – at that price, um, you know, I probably would lean Munoz over him, uh, about the same ownership at this point. Munoz in a little bit better form. Uh, And Tringali, I mean, that price, uh, I guess you can say the same with Munoz, but just hard for me to get on board at that price. So, um, yeah, I think I'm out on Tringali here.
1: Yeah, yeah. give me the bookends at this range, Mito and uh, Hoffman.
2: Yeah, fair enough. We are pretty much in agreement, total agreement on uh, that range. So uh, while I'm thinking about it, and uh, before we uh, forget, uh, we remember we do a prize pick segment on the show. Uh, you can sign up at prize picks.com or download the app, use promo code grinders with your first deposit uh, and get a 100% deposit bonus up to a hundred bucks. And, uh, Noto made the picks this week. Uh, so this is all on him. And he told me he took an over, uh, he never takes an over. Uh, so I asked him if he was feeling okay. He seems to be doing all right, but, uh, what do you got this week?
1: Yeah. Uh, You asked me if I was sick and uh, I think I'm getting some for my little one. So that's got to be the reason for, you know, getting the over. But I got Matthew Wolf with the over at 34 and a half. Um, Just one of those guys. He's had two top 20s since last October. Obviously, he hasn't been playing a ton of golf, but uh, his game could be anywhere. He could come out and win. He could come out and miss the cut. I think uh, pretty likely he finishes outside the top 35 and then uh, under 20 and a half for Hoffman. That one seems pretty straightforward. Uh, number two in my model so um you know if you're looking at just straight rankings that's uh, much higher than 20 and a half and zach johnson i think he's fine to make the cut he's played out well here in the past um he typically makes most cuts especially in these weak fields so as long as he doesn't blow up on the weekend uh, i think 50 and a half is a pretty good number all
2: right so again check out prize picks uh, yeah 50 and a half that is a pretty good number there promo code grinders first deposit 100 bonus up to 100 bucks uh, and uh, yeah, pretty good uh, platform there. They've really made some strides over the last few months. So check them out, PrizePicks.com, or download the app. All right, uh, let's get back to it here and uh, get into the 8K range. Uh, and this is where I think a lot of lineups—you know—you'll see people maybe uh, get you get some two v twos. Gim always tends to be a little bit popular. Pat and Kezire has had his moments over the summer. Wolf and Woodland are names that people are familiar with. Uh, Carlos Ortiz has some good course history here. Seamus Power had a pretty good summer. Grillo with the ball striking. So I don't think there's anybody in here that profiles as an absolute must play. Um, but yet there's a lot of names that people are familiar with. So that's going to leave you with a lot of guys at like 8, 10, you know, maybe up to about 12% ownership, but nobody that's like, you know, screaming out into the twenties in the eight K range, maybe throw Aaron wise. And that mixes a guy who's going to get some, uh, some love too this week. So I don't have a lot of strong takes in this range. I mean, I think Ortiz is fine. Another guy who tends to play better in the South, Um, you know, but I, I just, I don't love a whole lot in here, but it's, it's just hard to find somebody who say, Oh yeah, I want to pay eight plus for that guy.
1: Yeah, you can make an argument. You know, Wolf could be 7,000. Uh, Gary Woodland, uh, both those guys just haven't shown anything recently. Uh, I think single entry and cash games, I'm skipping over this entire range. Uh, I think there's just as good of plays in the 7Ks and then um, some good plays in the 6Ks, which we'll talk about too. So I'm skipping over this range for my, my main lineup. But, I mean, Strillman seems pretty safe if you want to look at him. Um, you got Seamus Power, who's been in great form. He even picked up a win a couple months ago. So I don't mind going back to him. Miliano Grillo, just, uh, he's missed like six of eight cuts, which is kind of wild for him. Uh, it's hard to see him really winning in an event where you have to putt well. So, yeah, I don't love anything. I like Wise a little bit. I like Ortiz a little bit. But, yeah, we're not getting any sort of discount ownership because they're really the only guys that stand out here. Uh, maybe a little Patton Kazire, a guy that's good on Bermuda. Um, and his biggest weakness, similar to Zalatoris, is his driving accuracy. So, don't have to worry about that as long as he can get out there. Uh, I think he could make a lot of birdies.
2: All right. Uh, yeah, probably Ortiz, Kazire, um, I will have in my player pool. Um, I don't mind Matthias Schwab at 8K, a uh, guy who's played a lot on the European Tour, not a household name, not a lot of people know about him, uh, but he's trying to follow that similar path that we've seen with a few golfers uh, to, to come over and play more on the PGA Tour. Um, you know, he's got a pretty good game, um, played pretty well at the Corn Ferry Tour Finals. Uh, And I believe a 12th place finish at the BMW PGA Championship, which is a pretty strong field uh, event that's played overseas a a few weeks ago. So um, if you're wanting somebody that's just going to get ignored because not a lot of people know that much about him at 3% ownership, um, he went to college at Vanderbilt. So that's in the area Uh, played in the SEC, you know, so uh, tends to maybe have some familiarity with these types of courses. So uh, it's a little bit speculative, but uh, I don't mind him at 8,000.
1: I like that
0: call. Yeah,
2: that's uh you know, hey, we're we're grasping a little bit for options in that mid-range. So that's another thing that makes him maybe a little more appealing for me. All right, let's go ahead and move into the uh the seven Ks, where again you're gonna get a lot of people that skip over the eight K's and say, Well, I'll just play, you know, somebody in here, Stallings profiles pretty well, Revi finished pretty well at the Fortinet championship twenty-eighth. Um, you, you mentioned Zach Johnson in the prize pick segment, Patrick Rogers, Luke List, Lanto Griffin. Like these are guys that people know about. And then you start to get into the Corn Ferry Tour grads uh, in the lower part of the 7Ks. But your favorites in kind of that 75 to 7900 range. Uh,
1: favorite by far is going to be Taylor Pendrith, uh, one of the Corn Ferry graduates that has seen some action on the PGA Tour. Um, if you just look at his numbers over the last 44 events, 86% cut rate, 66% finishing in the top 25%. Granted, a lot of those were a corn Ferry tour, but I think this course is perfect for him. He averaged like 325 off the tee on the corn Ferry tour and, uh, in his short stint on the PGA tour, he's gaining like five strokes off the tee every, every time he tees it up. So 7,800, I think he was 10 grand or something at the Fortinet. I think it's a good discount in his price. Um, a little that, bit higher. It was 10 K. Pendrith. He was like nine something. Maybe. Was not. he really? I thought he was, he was like the one guy that I just couldn't get to that I wanted to play. Um, like I could be wrong on that.
2: I don't know. I don't remember. Um, I, I don't, I don't two have any recollection. A long time. Yeah. Like I, I know two weeks is just forever. Um, Anyway, he's cheaper now. That's for sure.
1: <laughs> cheaper, better course fit. I think so. Uh, he's my favorite. I think Bramlett's a little bit interesting. And uh, some of the old grinders, like Zach Johnson, Brendan Todd, I just, Chris Kirk, I just don't know if they have the upside I'm looking for. I mean, I think they're all fine to make the cut. Uh, I'll probably probably play some Patrick Rogers. He's been playing some good golf. Um, If you want a guy that bombs it and putts it, you know, he's kind of that guy. And he no longer sucks on Bermuda courses. Um, That was kind of my bugaboo with him for the longest time, but um, he's actually turned into a pretty good putter on Bermuda. So yeah, give me Pendrith and and Rogers for my favorite two in that range.
2: All right, interesting takes. I don't mind uh, Rogers for sure at 7,600. Uh, I think that's pretty reasonable, and these tournaments where there's more birdies, less trouble, uh, those tend to be the ones where where he excels also.
1: All right, Bill uh, Bill Tomas in the chat is saying 7,500 for, for Pendrith, so maybe I'm way off on this.
2: Yeah, I, I knew, I thought he was, you know, kind of maybe more expensive than some of the other guys, but um only, I, I only a couple grand uh. <laughs> maybe it was 10k i'm <laughs> um in any case uh, all right we move on to the lower end of the 7k range don't love a lot in here um brant snedeker really likes this course and he did okay over the summer uh taylor moore was one of the popular corn Ferry tour grads he was a little more expensive last time as well and did not play well um so i mean it's one tournament and if you're gonna People are going to overreact to that. I don't mind him at 7,100. You know, Aaron Rye is another guy that people targeted a couple weeks ago. Chad Ramey is another one of the web.com grads. Like, I I don't mind going back to some of the golfers that burned people at the Fortinet Championship just because, you know, it's only one event and it's a weak field. So um, don't be afraid. Like, you know, make your lineups a little bit different in this kind of unpredictable tournament. So uh, those are a few of mine in the lower 7K range. Uh, who do you got?
1: Yeah, I like Chad Ramey quite a bit. Uh, Mr. gut on the number at the Fortinet and uh, he's made 91% of his cuts over the last two years um, between all the tours he's been playing. So I like that quite a bit. I don't mind the Taylor Moore call as well. Uh, Adam Spenson's another guy that graduated. Um, He's had some experience on the PGA tour as well. Um, And then if you want to play the Euro route, uh, Lucas Herbert, really good ball striker. Um, It won't show up in his numbers, you know, on the on the on the PGA tour but um good ball striker over there so don't mind going that route and then Lonto Griffin he seems too cheap I don't know what to do with him um just one of those guys that should be priced up there with Sebastian Munoz I think on a normal
2: week yeah um and you know he's a little more hit or miss um inconsistent so uh but it does you do get a nice discount on that uh, at his salary so Don't mind that there. Matt Wallace, another guy that uh, inconsistent, unpredictable, but I don't mind taking some shots on in GPPs. Uh, Before we get to the end of the show, we will do our guest, the golfer segment. Uh, We'll go ahead and let you guys start throwing in some guesses. Uh, So again, that will be our favorite kind of punt level value play. uh, That isn't going to uh, get a ton of ownership. Uh, for the Fortnite, that was Nick Hardy. Uh, we both like Nick Hardy again, and we didn't figure like we should use the same pick twice. So uh, it would have probably been Nick Hardy again, but that, uh, that didn't feel right. So it's going to be somebody else. <laughs> Throw some guesses in there. If you're watching us live on YouTube, favorite sub 7K value of the week. We'll see if anybody can hit on uh, who our favorite play is. But yeah, I mean, we both liked Hardy at the Fortnite Championship. Really consistent guy on the Corn ferry Tour last year. Uh, came out, finished you know twenty eighth or so, uh, solid week. Had one of the better rounds on Saturday uh, after you know making the cut. So uh, I have no problem going back to the well again. He's twenty one bucks on Yahoo. He's sixty nine hundred on DraftKings. He's seventy eight hundred on Fanduel. Uh, he's you know I feel like he's one of the better values there. So your thoughts on Hardy?
1: Yeah, a lot of green in my uh, point-per-dollar rankings on uh, all three sites. So, agree with you there. Uh, I think we owe him a, a gift basket or something, too, because he broke, the guess, a golfer He broke the streak
2: <laughs> of a long a long uh, route of uh, drought of misses.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I think he's interesting. Um, I think uh, Adam, well, I almost gave away our guy. Uh, there's a first, uh, a first clue, first name of Adam. Um, <laughs> That's going to narrow
2: it down real easy for the people. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um yeah well that kind of loses my train of thought there um not a lot of guys that I like in this range uh Teghalla, um does have a couple top tens I think they're both on the corn Ferry tour and then uh, t47 is last time out we've seen him pop up uh be like first round leader and then you know kind of just go away so uh I think he's interesting in what could be a birdie fest and then the other guys I like are below 6,500
2: all right um yeah i like i mean hardy is definitely my favorite uh in that
1: range yes i didn't give it away uh, hadwin was the guest
2: oh is he even in, he's boy well how times have changed he's in the field no he uh let's see Is he in the field uh yes he is he's 7k times have changed um I like. I don't mind JT Poston, Southern guy. Again, not a lot of trouble on this course. The form it make you cover your eyes, but uh, you got to throw some darts. I think in this tournament, and wouldn't surprise me if he misses the cut. Wouldn't surprise me if he contends. Uh, so give me Poston at sixty six hundred as kind of a dart throw uh, GPP guy. Uh, Andrew Sable gets the guess with Adam Shank uh congrats you get a free week of roto grinders premium if you're not already a premium subscriber our uh, producer eli will uh hook you up with uh, the contacts that you need to get that handled um so yeah adam shank i mean we used to make fun of him that he was the guy to always get you a 50th place but now he's he's shown a little more upside than that recently and in a weak field with a lot of birdies you kind of just need somebody who's gonna go out and make some cuts and uh, adam shank is certainly capable of of doing that um for last four years at this event 43rd 7th thirty sixth, 32nd so he's made the cut every year uh gained quite a few strokes on the field so adam shank at 6700 is our guest the golfer uh winner this week so congrats uh to andrew for his victory
1: I wonder what odds I can get on him to finish between 30th and 46 this week because, uh, like that's, that's, minus what's 300.
2: Happen. <laughs> <laughs> that's where he goes
1: and, he'll, um, uh, and he'll outscore his finishing position cause he makes a lot of birdies. Um, but yeah, he just seems like a, the safest play by far in, in the sixth case.
2: Yeah. Stats, uh, are basically if you, uh, if you look at total strokes gained over the last two months, um, the only player below 7K that's above him is Brian Stewart. Uh, then it's Shank, and then it's uh, Vincent Whaley after that. So, um, for what it's worth, form isn't bad. All right. You mentioned you had a few under 6,500. Who's the uh, dumpster divers this week?
1: So, my favorite is Alex Smalley. I was reading about his story today. So he was a Duke graduate, one of the better prospects, and then uh, you know came out and just couldn't get it done on the Corn Ferry Tour. So he was grinding the mini tours. Um, ended up Monday qualifying for a PJ Tour event, um, and somehow made his made his way to the Corn Ferry Championship uh, and secured his card. So three months ago he was on on the mini tours, and now he has a PJ Tour card, uh, and I think he's made four or five straight cuts on the PJ Tour. So um, a guy that uh, was really good in college, um, kind of. Finally breaking out of his shell uh in the majors. So uh yeah, I like Smalley quite a bit. The chat mentioned um you know Vanderwald, he's been uh, pretty good recently, four top 25s in his last five starts. I don't mind looking at that. He's a pretty good putter. And then at the very bottom, uh mid salary, Paul Barjon recently won on the Corn Ferry tour. Um he had a T4 as well uh, a couple of weeks back. So if you need a super punt, just another one of those corn ferry guys that at least has some upside.
2: i'll throw davis thompson into the punt mix as well um he's a guy who was somewhat popular over the summer as kind of the flash in the pan value um didn't really pan out in a lot of those events but uh, did make you know make a few cuts uh four in a row before missing the cut at the windham so uh hey 6100 you could do worse with a few dart throws in uh, in some gpp builds so Let's see, anyone else that uh, that hits you? I'm trying to kind of go through ownership here to see. We've got Joel Damon at about 7%, Jaeger at about 6%, uh, Mac Hughes, CT Pan at about 5%. And otherwise, I think we've hit on pretty much everyone else. Anybody that you uh, think you'll definitely be underweight on this week?
1: I'm going to be underweight on... Wolf, C T Pan, Doug Unios, I think, Siwoo Kim. Uh, and then Mike Campbell asked, uh, what do you think the 66 six percentage is going to be? Well,
2: there's only 144 golfers instead of 156. So in theory, the odds are are better for any individual golfer to make the cut because there's 12 fewer golfers than in a full field event. So that helps. Um, but the tournament is also a bit unpredictable. I mean, in some of the chalk bombs, then, you know, um, you're going to see it tank. So I don't know, smaller, smaller field. Uh, I don't expect all of the chalk to, to bomb here, um, because of the gap in talent between the top and the bottom of this field. So, uh, let's say 7%. That's my official, that's my official over, over under 6.5%.
1: I like it. I was gonna say eight percent for the field and uh one percent for my lineups.
2: <laughs> Noto is setting the bar high, uh
1: right off the bat for sure. You just want to sweat, you know, just get one <laughs> That's one. That's right. Spot just takes one
2: weekend. just takes one lineup and uh, and that might be the one. I was in that position a few weeks back. Uh only had one lineup with a shot and uh, and it almost came through. So uh you just never know. Again, don't be afraid to uh Uh, to take a few chances in this, you know, it's a pretty weak field. We went through it pretty quick. So uh, it's because it's pretty easy to narrow the the golfer pool. I mean, a lot of times, you know, major strong field events, you you see people, well, I got 60 guys in my player pool, 50 guys in my player pool. It shouldn't be uh, as hard to condense it. I'd imagine most people that have trouble doing that, you're not going to have as much trouble this week uh, compared to, to some of the others. So just my two cents on general lineup building thoughts this week. Uh, Anything else you want to add before uh, we get out of here?
1: It's probably a good week to grind some showdown contests. Everyone's going to be gearing up for NFL, college football. Um, So the weekend, I think uh, there might be a little bit of an edge if you uh, put in some extra time for those showdown lineups.
2: And if you want content for those other sports, you can sign up for Roto Grinders Premium. You can get the combo package, which includes everything pretty much except NASCAR. uh, Or you can do single sport or pick the sports that you want. Uh, flexible to uh, to sign up for that premium content however you want to do it um, we'll have uh, Eli drop a link in the chat Get you 10 bucks off uh, your first month of a single sport package or a combo package uh, and we encourage you to check it out and uh, and you know appreciate you checking us out uh, here live and and watching uh, along with us as well so Um, With that, we'll go ahead and wrap it up a little bit earlier this week with the uh, underwhelming field, but uh, that's okay. We'll give you some time back. And uh, we got the Shriners Hospitals for Children open in Las Vegas next week, followed by the CJ Cup, uh, which is also going to be played in Vegas, though, at a different course. Uh, And then the Zozo Championship and the Bermuda Championship to round out the month of October. So we'll be back next Tuesday. Same time, same place and available on demand for noto and our producer eli i am justin have a great week everybody and we will catch you next time take care